0: It's Amy's Table, A Girl's Guide to Living, with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Dory Greenspan was inducted into the James Beard Foundation's Who's Who of Food and Beverage in America and was tapped by Julia Child to write the New York Times bestseller, Baking with Julia. She's the author of Baking from My Home to Yours, a James Beard Award winner, and Around My French Table, a New York Times bestseller that was named Cookbook of the Year by the International Association of Culinary Professionals. Her blog, dorygreenspan.com, was named one of the top 50 food blogs in the world by the Times of London. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her latest book, Baking Chez Moi. Welcome, Dory. So good to be with you. Thank you. Well, what a big, beautiful book. My goodness, this was no easy task to put together, was it?
1: Well, it was actually a great pleasure to put together. Easy, not so much, long, yes. (laughs) Um, It took me about five years to write this book. And sometimes I think it took 40 years to to collect the recipes because I feel as though I started doing this when I went to Paris for the very, very first time, which was 40 years ago.
0: And you just had a chance to taste all of the wonderful desserts and treats in Paris. But, of course, this this is so comprehensive. You've got everything from simple cakes, fancy cakes, tarts and galettes. I mean, there's so much. But I want to ask you, is there one recipe that you feel like every proficient home cook should be able to execute?
1: Actually, I would say there's one recipe that every home cook, proficient or not, should make and enjoy. And what would you and suggest? That would, that would be the custardy apple squares. I'm in love with this recipe. It's super, super simple, like kid simple, and so satisfying and delicious. So it's just sliced apples in a batter that's essentially a crepe batter. So it's a, no machines needed, just whisk, butter, flour, sugar, eggs, milk, the basics of baking. Put the two together. The apples and the batter into a, a a buttered pan in the oven. It is just the whole house smells good. It's a beautiful, very simple um, dessert that can be served. I love this warm, so you don't have to wait too long <laughs> room temperature. Or my husband likes it cold. I mean, cold isn't my favorite, but it's his. Um, it's just a really simple dessert, and to me, it kind of well, it kind of characterizes what French home baking is about when the when French people bake at home and they bake things that are, i want to say radically simple um things that are fancy they buy in those beautiful pastry shops that are on just about every block and every. Place in in France, and so when they bake at home, they bake things that they really that are either attached to childhood or memory or tradition, and are very very simple. And so I think the custardy apple squares kind of epitomizes what. French home baking is about.
0: I love that. I'm all over that idea because the fussier something is, especially as I get on in life and busier and less time to to be able to fuss in the kitchen. I love that idea of the super simple guaranteed success, you know, comforting foods being made at home and the fancy things being purchased. Well, you mentioned one of the things that you like about the custardy apple tart is that it's no machines required. And are there certain you know kitchen equipment that you feel like really we should have.
1: Well, I you know I bake every day, um, sometimes twice a day when I'm working <laughs> on a book, maybe four times a day. But so I would not want to be without a stand mixer. I love my stand mixer. I also have a hand mixer, um, but and and I use it all the time. And I have a blender and I have a food processor. I have a very very well equipped kitchen, of course, but when i'm baking i use i use you know everything that i need to use but i find a particular satisfaction in recipes that i can make literally by hand there's a recipe in the book that was given to me by um leticia leticia works in one of my favorite bistros in Paris, the Bistro Paul Baron. She comes from Corsica. And when I told her I was working on this book about French dessert, she said, don't forget Corsica is part of France and you need a recipe from there. <laughs> and so she gave me a recipe for cookies called canistrelli and they're little nuggets Made with it's an unusual recipe. Um, it has olive oil and no butter because Corsica is an olive oil country um, area. Sorry, not country. It's part of France. <laughs> um, olive oil, white wine, and pesquise, which is an anise-based um, mm. liqueur. And you could use sambuca or, or and so. It borders sweet and savory. You can have it with coffee or tea. You can have these cookies with um they're delicious with the red wine or um or with pasties. And you make the cookies entirely by hand. You start with a fork and you finish with your fingers and you just pat the dough out and just cut it into Squares, triangles, nuggets, anything you want. Bake them, dip them in sugar, bake them. And I love I love being able to touch ingredients. Um, I think it's one of the great pleasures of, of of baking and cooking also.
0: Oh absolutely. And I
1: love that this recipe is it you know So many of the recipes come from friends of mine or come from my having traveled around France. And so most of the recipes in Baking Chamois have stories. And so the book is both a cookbook and a travel journal and, for me, a journal of friendship as well.
0: If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Tori Greenspan about her latest book, Baking Chez Moi, Recipes from My Paris Home to Your Home Anywhere. And, you know, I I love that you say getting your hands into the food and, and certainly cooking is so tactile and I love that as well. But it's interesting, you know, people will say, well, cooking is an art and baking is a science. And so, uh, you know, I, I clearly looking at the recipes and the photos, there's much art to your cooking as well. But how important is the science side of baking where do you think most people go wrong is it not proper measuring
1: you know it's it's interesting in some ways if you're if you're baking from a book and you have a reliable recipe you the home baker don't have to worry about the science the recipe developer or the cookbook author has done that for you mm-hmm. and i think that if there are problems, the problems are that people don't. I, I, I mean, I, I I'm guilty of this at times as well. People don't read a recipe through all the way before they set to work. Right, and so there there are surprises or that people could have been <laughs> averted, um, it's really important to read through the recipe so that you know what ingredients you need, whether you have to put something in the refrigerator for an hour or whether you have to wait or whether you have to work quickly. So read through the recipe and I think measure carefully. Measurements are are important, very important in in baking. And I also, because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm often thinking and trying to, you know, thinking of many things, trying to do more things at once than I should, um, I'm a big believer in what the French call mise en place, the putting in place, yep. of measuring out all of my ingredients and having them in front of me before I start baking. Because when that phone rings and I start chatting, I could easily forget the sugar.
0: Sure. That's right. Absolutely. And maybe don't take the phone during your baking. <laughs> well, that, of course, that's the proper thing to do, but real life you know, steps sometimes in. Sometimes I just forget. Well, you know, it's funny when you talk about measuring. I know when my mother attempted to teach me how to sew, which unfortunately never stuck with me, she used to always say it's the cutting of the fabric that impacts the finished, you know, dress or whatever more than the sewing itself. And I think. As you say, the recipe writers have taken care of the science for you, but it's how you prepare those ingredients that they're telling you how to use it. And you have a page dedicated to measuring flour, and I've got to tell you, if there is ever a heated debate, I know you're talking about cups versus scales, but if there's ever a heated debate, it's people's method for measuring flour. So just tell me your thoughts on that.
1: You're so right. So I belong to the Julia Child school of measuring flour and that's the scoop and sweep method. So I aerate the flour, I keep my flour in a well actually. I have a bin with with twenty five pounds of yeah. flour in my kitchen at all times. I don't expect anyone else does. <laughs> but um, you really should take the flour out of out of the bag and and um, aerate it before you use it. Keep it in a bin so that you can move it around. And then just take a fork and go through, go through the flour with the fork to just, you know, fluff it up a bit. Scoop your measuring cup in. Take a knife or any kind of flat surface and just, when you scoop, mound the flour over the cup and just sweep it level with the top of the cup.
0: I that's the way I was taught as well. And when I see people spoon into the cup and spoon and spoon and tap it and pack it and you realize they're gonna get Oh a, never tap, never yeah. tap, never tap. <laughs> never tap and never pack, <laughs> darn it. <laughs>
1: well it's, you know, there 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 are different ways, but I think once you know how the person who developed the recipe has measured, then you're in good shape.
0: Yep, exactly. Well, now we know how Dory measures, and you've got to check out the recipe she shared with us. It's cranberry crackle tart, which is just perfect for the holidays. Make sure to check out her blog. So good
1: for the holidays. I hope everyone will make it. Uh,
0: Yeah, it sounds delicious. And then, of course, you can find more about Dory at her blog, dorygreenspan.com, and pick up a copy of the book, Baking Chez Moi, Recipes from My Paris Home to Your Home Anywhere. Dory Greenspan, it has been a pleasure to speak with you thank you so much for joining us on amy's table
1: such fun thank you amy
0: thanks for listening to amy's table a girl's guide to living with amy tobin on q102 for more visit amy's blog with q102 online at wkrq.com